Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we have been learning about David. David had been anointed to be the next king of Israel when he was just a young man, but it would be many, many years before he would actually become king. Have you ever had to wait for something? Have you ever had to wait a really long time for something? David waited years to become king, and during those years, he was hunted down by King Saul. I'm sure there were many times that David was tempted to think that God had forgotten him and his promise to him. I'm sure there were times that David might have even wanted to give up. Sometimes God asks us to wait on him. When we don't see the answer to our prayers, it's not because God doesn't hear us, but sometimes he is asking us to wait. Waiting can be hard. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get impatient when I have to wait. If you look around God's creation, you will find that he has made waiting a natural part of life. Take the eagle mother, for example. When a mother eagle lays her egg, she has to wait up to 35 days for it to hatch. During that time, the mother eagle cannot see what's happening inside the egg. On the outside of the egg, it appears that nothing is happening. But on the inside, the baby eagle is growing and developing and getting stronger every day until it's time for him to break out of that egg. Sometimes when we are waiting on God, we don't always see the results of our prayers. It may appear that God is not listening or that anything is happening or changing around us at all. David might have felt this way, but even when he couldn't see it, God was working. God was answering his prayers and David was about to see the answer of his prayers unfold. In today's story, we are going to see things finally begin to change for David. You see, David had been on the run from King Saul for years. It could have been up to 10 years that David was waiting to be king and running from Saul. 10 years is a long time to wait. David and his men had roamed throughout Israel, hiding in hills and caves and deserts. Finally, David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of King Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, and I will slip out of his hand. Now hold on a minute. What did David just say? He was going to move to the land of the Philistines? I know what you are thinking. The Philistines were one of the greatest enemies of Israel. The Philistines were the very ones whom David had fought against. Goliath had come from the land of the Philistines, the very Goliath David had fought and conquered. Now David was just going to walk right into the land of the Philistines and say, I'd like to live here, please. Well, that's just what David did. David and the 600 men who were with him went over to Achish. Achish was the son of King Maok, who was king over the Philistine territory of Gath. David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, 
let a place be assigned to me in one of the country towns that I may live there. So on that day, Achish gave David the land of Ziklag, and David and his men settled in that land with their wives and children. And David lived in the Philistine territory for one year and four months. When Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, he no longer searched for him. David would fight the enemies of the Philistines and win battles for the Philistines. The king's son Achish trusted David and said to himself, The Israelites will never want David back now that he is fighting for the Philistines. David will be my servant now forever. Dear True Seekers, David had become so tired of waiting and running from Saul that he left his homeland of Israel and lived among the very enemies of God's people. The Bible doesn't say that this was what God told David to do. Sometimes when we are waiting on God for answers to our prayers, we may be tempted to take matters into our own hands and do things that God did not tell us to do. Remember, David was a human just like you and me. He wasn't perfect, but even in his own willfulness, God would be faithful to David. You see, while David was living in the land of the Philistines, God was about to fulfill his promise to David and remove the kingdom from Saul. The time came for the Philistines to go to battle once again with the Israelites. The Philistines gathered all their forces. As the Philistine rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands of men, guess who was marching with them? Oh dear, if you said David, you are correct. David and his men were marching at the end of the line of the army of Achish. When the Philistines commanders saw David and his men, they said to Achish, what about these Israelite men? They could not believe that David, an Israelite, one of the greatest warriors of the Israelite army, would actually go to battle against his very own people. Achish answered, is this not David, who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He has already been with me for over a year, and from the day he left Saul until now, I have found no fault in him. He has been loyal to me. But the Philistine commanders were angry with him and said, Send the man back, that he may return to the place you assigned him. He must not go with us into battle against his own people, or he will turn against us and start fighting us during the battle. How better could he regain the favor of King Saul by taking the heads of our own men? Isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands? So Achish called David and said to him, As surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable, and I would be pleased to have you serve with me in the army. From the day you came to me until now, I have found no fault in you. But the rulers and army commanders don't approve of you. Please turn back and go in peace. Do nothing to displease the Philistine rulers. But what have I done? asked David. What have you found against your servant from the day I came to you until now? Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of the king? Achish answered, I know that you have been as pleasing in my eyes as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the Philistine commanders have said, He must not go with us into battle. Now get up early along with your master's servants who have come with you and leave in the morning as soon as it is light. 
So David and his men got up early in the morning to go back to the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines continued up to Israel. It would be another time of waiting for David. But God was in the waiting, and God knew that it would not be right for David to go and fight against his own people. So God used this to keep David away from the battlefield. When the Philistines reached the land of Israel, they fought against them, and the Israelites fled before them, and many fell slain on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pressed hard after Saul and his sons. It was a long and hard battle, and sadly, during this battle, on this day, as the Philistines pursued King Saul and his sons, they came upon King Saul's son, Jonathan, and they killed Jonathan, David's best friend, and they also killed King Saul's other two sons who had come out to battle with him. The fighting grew fierce until the Philistines began to surround King Saul. The archers overtook him and they wounded him with their arrows. What would happen, true seekers? Saul turned to his armor bearer, the one who was carrying his armor and weapons, and said to him, Draw your sword and slay me before these Philistines come and kill me. But his armor bearer was terrified. He could not imagine killing his own king. So King Saul, knowing he was defeated, watching the Philistines come towards him, took his own sword and with it he fell on it. When the armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So that day Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men died together. When the Israelites along the valley and those across the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their towns and fled in fear. And the Philistines came and lived in those towns. The next day, when the Philistines came to the place where Saul and his sons had died, they stripped off his armor and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news throughout their land in the temples of their idols and among their people that King Saul, the king of Israel, was dead. Dear True Seekers, this day was a sad day for Saul and his sons. His life and his kingdom had come to an end, just as Samuel had prophesied over him. Because Saul had rejected the word of the Lord, the Lord had rejected Saul as king. And although Saul was rejected as king, he could have still turned from his disobedience and repented, and the Lord would have forgiven him and saved him. But King Saul chose not to repent. He did not see that he needed a savior or forgiveness. In his pride and arrogance, he did not think he needed God. True Seekers May we never become so prideful or arrogant to think that we don't need God. The Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need a Savior to save us from our sins. Without God, we are like Saul, destined for failure. But with God, all things are possible. Both Saul and David were sinful men. But the difference between Saul and David was that David was quick to repent of his sins. You see, there was only one man who ever lived that was perfect and never sinned. Do you know who that man was? That man was Jesus. Jesus is God's son and he came to earth and was born as a man and lived among us. And because he was perfect and without sin, he was the perfect savior to die in our place. 
The Bible says the punishment for sin is death. Jesus took our punishment for us. Now when we sin or make mistakes, we don't have to despair and think that God will never love us again. We can look to Jesus. We can say, thank you, Jesus, that you were perfect when I couldn't be. When we believe that Jesus died for us, we believe that all our sins are placed on him. Can you just picture all of your sins being put on Jesus on the cross? Every sin, every mistake you've ever made, you can come to Jesus and say, Jesus, please forgive me. And he forgives you. We can trust that Jesus will be our Lord and Savior and that every sin is placed on him. And in its place, Jesus makes you clean. You are clean and pure and holy in Jesus. Not because of anything you did, but simply because you believe. He just asks us to believe. Do you see now why it's so important that Jesus came? We needed a savior. Jesus gives us new life and removes our sins as a gift. All we have to do is accept it by faith. Have you accepted Jesus' gift of new life? To accept it means you must be humble and recognize you need help. Saul couldn't do that. He thought he was good enough in his own strength. He didn't think he needed help, but he did. If you want to know that your sins have been washed away, then pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I am in need of a Savior. I know that I am not perfect and that I have sinned. I need help. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you come and make your home inside of me and live in me? I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me and that all of my sins have been placed on him. In return, I believe that you take away my sins and make me clean and holy. Thank you for making me clean. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you that I now know I will live with you forever. Place your Holy Spirit in me and help me to obey you and live for you. Let your fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control grow in me and help me to always rely on you. You are my help and you are my hiding place. You are who I will always look to. Thank you for loving me so much to send your son for me to save me. And thank you, Jesus, for coming and for dying and for giving your life for me. I accept your gift. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for washing me clean. Thank you that I have been made new. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations, truth seekers. If you prayed that prayer, you are a child of God. He now lives in you and will help you and be with you always. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Samuel chapters 26 through 31. Stay tuned for our next episode when we find out what happens to David. Will he finally become king of Israel? You'll just have to listen to find out. I also want to say a quick thank you to those of you who have been leaving reviews and supporting the podcast. I want to thank Pickles123ABC for her review. She said, every morning at breakfast, I turn on True Seekers while the kids are eating. They look forward to it every single morning. And Dr. Midnight7 said, my daughters and I listen weekly and truly enjoy the program. My girls are learning more about the Bible than I knew at their age. I truly appreciate the podcast. The short lessons are easy to listen to when driving or eating breakfast. And Mommy DH said, my daughter always says, can we listen to truth seekers? 
Thank you so much for those reviews. I love hearing your feedback. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, it is so helpful to get the word out. I also want to thank those of you who have shared on Instagram and Facebook. The Lord truly is using this ministry to reach children all over. Thank you so much, and I look forward to our time together next week.